Welcome back to another episode of the Unlearning Podcast. My name is Ashley Lynn Hankst, and I am your host and your guide on your deconstruction and reconstruction faith journey. The Unlearning Podcast is all about helping you learn to love Jesus and your neighbor through healthy, life-giving Christian theology. Each week, you will receive an episode called Friday Field Notes, a short bite-sized episode on reconstruction. How can we rebuild our faith? How can we apply scripture in a healthy way? How can we engage in Christian worship in a healthy way? What can we keep after a long and hard season of deconstructing our Christianity? And so today, I want to help you do just that. Today's episode is called Breaking the Rules, (laughs) and so I know it'll be a blessing to you. This is not an episode calling you to be rebellious or an episode calling you to anarchy. Stay with me here, okay? This is an episode calling you to break toxic and unhealthy rules. Let me explain. Scripture offers quite a few beautiful passages on Christian character. One of my favorite passages is in Colossians chapter 3, where Paul exhorts us to Christian character. I'm going to read it to you in Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, okay? But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal... There is no longer Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, enslaved and free. But Christ is all and in all. End quote. Now that's beautiful, but it is also incomplete. Pastors often interpret Colossians chapter 3 verses 8 through 11 to mean that every negative feeling you have is morally wrong. Remember, he mentioned anger, wrath, malice, slander. And this kind of behavior, according to Paul, is so morally wrong that it goes against the teachings and the image of Christ, the image that you are being transformed into. Now, when I read that passage to you, I skipped a couple of verses. So I'm going to jump back to verse 5 and reread what Paul wrote, starting at verse 5. This is kind of toxic. Well, it's really toxic, but I think it's important to read. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways you also once followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie, etc. Now, do you see how toxic that passage is? how incomplete it is too. Paul is essentially asserting that for anyone who does experience passion or desire or anger or slander, the wrath of God is destined for them. Now I say the word incomplete because he offers no explanation for healthy passion or healthy desire or healthy anger or the need to truth tell, which can also often be interpreted as slander. Now, regardless of how you feel about Paul, this passage just is not true. It's toxic theology. Our evangelical church has taken these Christian virtue passages in scripture as complete prescriptions on how we should all behave in the Christian life. 
Instead of looking at this passage as a sacred and historical document rooted in a specific context and a specific time, pastors prescribe this behavior as the non-negotiable behavior for all Christians for all time. This is not a very healthy way of interpreting the Bible because it gives us a set of unspoken rules we must follow if we do not want to experience the wrath of God. Now, you all have heard me say that evangelicalism breeds codependency. It breeds fear and anxiety in relationships. This passage is proof of that. And sort of in order for me to think of a healthy way to interpret some of these passages on Christian virtue, I look to psychologists and Christian leaders and just non-Christian leaders on the topic of codependency. In Melody Beattie's book, Beyond Codependency, she outlines a very few toxic rules that we have heard from our families of origin and from the culture at large, and I would argue from the Bible as well, from an evangelical understanding of the Bible, from the church. And these are the rules. And I'm quoting Melody Beattie here. Don't feel or talk about feelings. Don't think, don't figure things out, and don't make decisions. You probably don't know what you want or what's best for you. Don't identify, mention, or solve problems. It's not okay to have them. Be good, right, be perfect and strong. Don't be who you are because that's not good enough. Don't be selfish. Put yourself first. Don't ever do that. Say what you want. Don't say what you want or need. Say no to boundaries. Take care of yourself. Always take care of others and never hurt their feelings. Never make other people angry. Don't have fun or be silly or enjoy life. It costs money. It makes noise and it isn't necessary. Don't trust yourself or your higher power, the process of life, or certain people. Instead, put your faith in untrustworthy people that act surprised when they let you down. Don't be open, honest, or direct. Hint, manipulate, get others to take for you. Guess what they want and need and expect them to do the same for you. Don't get close to people. It isn't safe. Don't disrupt the system by growing or changing. Now, these are toxic rules that the church and our society at large has given us. And these rules have given us so much anxiety and depression around conflict, around personal needs, and around boundaries in our relationships. The way to break free from these rules is to break them. And according to Melody Beattie, in order to break these rules in a healthy way, you have to give yourself permission to do so. You have to give yourself permission to break the rules. It needs to be okay with you first. You need to break the rules. These are toxic and unhealthy rules that keep us in serious bondage. Christ came that you may have life and have it abundantly, not so that you remain codependent to your mother or to your boss or spouse or whatever. You need to give yourself permission because if you don't, breaking the rules will cause even more anxiety. So how do we break the rules? By making new rules and following them. Melody Beattie gives us a list of healthy rules we should live by. Number one, and I'm quoting Melody Beattie here, it's okay to feel my feelings and to talk about them when it is safe and appropriate and when I want to. I can think and make good decisions and figure things out. I can have, talk about, and solve my problems. It's okay for me to be who I am. I can make mistakes. I can be imperfect, sometimes weak, sometimes not so good, sometimes 
better and occasionally be great. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. It's okay to put myself first sometimes and say what I want and need. It's okay to give to others, but it's okay to keep some for myself too. It's okay for me to take care of me. I can say no and set boundaries. It's okay to have fun, be silly, and sometimes enjoy life. I can make good decisions about who to trust. I can trust myself. I can trust God even when it looks like I can't. I can be appropriately vulnerable. I can be direct and honest. It's okay for me to be close to some people. I can grow and change even if that means rocking a bunch of boats. I can grow at my own pace. I can love and be loved. I can love me because I am lovable and I am good enough. So those are Melody Beattie's new rules I want to encourage you to adapt, but I want to just add two more. It's okay to stand up for yourself and it's okay if others don't agree or support that. I'm often afraid to stand up for myself and I really, really get anxious if others don't support it, but that's not healthy. I can't be attached or attach my well-being to how other people respond. I need to stand up for myself regardless of how others feel about it. This is self-care. This is self-love. Following Melody Beattie's rules glorifies and magnifies our holy and loving God. Break the rules that teach you to be silent and to obey. Reject the Bible verses that make you feel like obedience is love. Obedience is not love. Love is patient and love is kind, but love also respects boundaries and supports self-care. The only way to break the rules in a healthy, life-giving way is to give yourself permission to do so. Sometimes this kind of reconstruction permission has to happen over and over and over again in order for us to feel fully healed. And if that's you, I want you to know you're not alone. I have to sometimes do this daily. Let God help you. You don't have to do this alone. You were created to grow and evolve in relationship, not just in relationship to your creator, but in relationship to a healthy community. Let God help you follow healthy rules within the context of a healthy faith community. I hope you found this episode to be a blessing to you. I'm going to put a list of Melody Beattie's books and her rules in the show notes in case you want to check it out on your own time. Until next time, my name is Ashley Lynn Hangst, and you are listening to the Unlearning Podcast. Podcast.